Hello, good evening, everyone. John Henry Soto here. Welcome to Counterparts. George Batista coming to you live from upstate New York. I am in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, having a great day. It was a beautiful day today. A little chilly, but it was beautiful. How is it over there in uh, where you are? Snow? Can see the snow already? <laughs> Almost. It's freezing up here. I think really? it was, uh, yeah, well, yesterday when I went out in the morning, I think it was like... Uh, like 27 or something. It was like something like ridiculous like that. Yeah, it was uh, 70 here. <laughs> nice. It's nice, yeah. yeah. But we do get some cold. We get to, you know, it gets, it gets down to about, you know, it can get down to 30. It, it has gotten down to teens wow. easily. Yeah, it has happened. But that's enough about the weather. I um, want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, as, we, as I always say at the beginning of all these shows, is that we definitely do not take this for granted that you spent some time with us here because we, uh, we appreciate it. And we also know that there's a ton of other things that you could be doing. So for you to click and just listen to these two Puerto Ricans from the Bronx talking and, and we, we talk about positive stuff and we talk about overcoming barriers, which we're going to talk about today. And we have some fun. We make some really, really bad jokes. Um, yeah. But we know that there's a lot of other things out there that you can be doing, and we appreciate you being here with us. So with that said, please uh, hang out, and we'll be right back. Bienvenidos, amigos. <laughs> <laughs> now I know you're cursing somewhere in there. Like, I'm telling you. <laughs> um, so George and I uh, have been having some great conversations about the show, about our future recently, and uh, we're very excited about a lot of things, uh, revelations, and um, sometimes it takes outside sources that care about you and that want to see you succeed to open up your mind and to you know uh clear away different things that have maybe been blocking you and just have a new perspective basically mm -hmm. you know and i think that that's what's happened recently to us and uh we're gonna be talking about that in the weeks to come maybe even next week um on what's happening but we're we are very excited and and we just have a lot of uh, wonderful things uh in the works for everyone uh because our purpose is always to help artists um george and i have been artists our whole lives really um we've always been creative since we were kids we were in bands together we uh we recorded records we played a bunch of shows and and we had a wonderful time and since then we've continued that process and we've devoted our lives to wanting to help people so um that is what this show is about and that was one of our biggest revelations that we've had and we're going to be talking about that more in the future um but first before we get started we do have a wonderful sponsor that we'd like to give some love to so please george take it away thank you sir so the counterpart show is brought to you by wellness resources a family-owned operated nutritional supplement company providing the highest quality clinically formulated supplements since 1985 find out why i love them and they are the choice of many health conscious individuals around the world make sure you check them out at myvitaminresource.com now of course as our listeners and viewers 
If you enter the promo code COUNTERPARTS at checkout, you will get free shipping on your order. Plus, every month there is a monthly special, so you can take advantage of that. And this month, they have 25% off their immune supplements. Great immune supplements. Again, we're getting ready for the winter, right? It's very cold up here. We got to get our vitamin D and all the our immune supplement uh, supplements and our immune system up to par. So if you want to do that, make sure you check them out again at wellness resources at myvitaminresource.com. Cool. All right. So this week's uh, episode, we're going to be talking about the overcoming barriers as an artist. Um, things that we've all experienced there sometimes, and maybe you can relate to this, George, sometimes, don't you feel, even though you're with a band or you're with like-minded people or you're, you know, you just, you're, as an artist, you're still kind of, this is me anyway, you still kind of feel alone sometimes mm -hmm. because there's mm -hmm. a, there's a, a, your own creative voice in your head that you constantly are working with and talking to that nobody really hears everything that goes on you know but you're True. thinking about creative things and you're listening to a piece of music and suddenly you just we just talked about counterparts the album by rush right which yeah, uh, yep. we, we named the show after that album and because of that you were saying oh i haven't heard that in a while and right. uh you know and you you realize you know but that's a conversation that you're having in your own head you didn't go on social media and talk about it you told me about it and i was right. like oh yeah that was something that happened so that there's that creative uh stuff that's going on constantly and can make someone feel kind of alone you know correct. at times correct correct um you pound or you add on extra pounds of uh suppression on top of that people who don't understand it people who love you but and don't want to see you get hurt right they recommend you know uh uh, having something to fall back on and those kinds of conversations and stuff like that. Um, and, and as much as they're trying to do good, they don't realize that they're actually destroying the the, the spiritual being, the, the part of the, the spiritual being that that uh, lives as an artist, right? Right, right. Um, and and that part of it is is really what we're going to be talking about today, and you know, and just different areas of uh, of that. You know, and George, I'm sure you have your experiences with that as well. I do. And it's, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about it when um, we talked about doing this show. <clears throat> and we've talked about, you know, all the barriers you're dealing with, even just with family, you know, that, that, that you know, you think about as an artist. And I was thinking, like, when you're a kid, it kind of, because art in and of itself, the way it's presently constituted in society um it's really not looked upon in societally anyway as a worthwhile endeavor as a career into, right it's correct like a, it's yeah. not really it's not really looked upon it's not really you know it's yeah. not highly regarded right so it's it's interesting because you, there's there's these phases right so you, you know when you're a six-year-old and you pick up a guitar and you start playing you know your parents or whoever or let's say they're not musicians or your family's not musicians they're like oh how cute little little johnny has his guitar he's playing blah 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 then when you're 16 year old and you're playing guitar with johnny they call me little johnny now but exactly anyway, that's another story but, <laughs> but then when you're 16 years old and you pick up that guitar and you're playing it's like oh he doesn't stop playing he's making a lot of noise what is he going to be a starving musician you know you start to get that thing right yeah. then when you're like 26 it's like 
when are you going to get a real job? Right. You know, and you start to get, you start to go through those phases. So, you know, again, if you don't grow up in a musical family who understands the art, right, it can be much more difficult because now you have to kind of go outside of that to find influence, to find like-minded people to, who understand you. And, it, you know, and when you have this calling you, like I always say that music called me, I didn't, I didn't do anything. It literally yeah. was there. It just kept yeah, calling me, you know, and, and I, I don't remember do forcing it. myself to listen to music. Correct. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So you have this, then you have this push and pull where I want to do this and I need to do this, but society and family and all this are p trying to push me in this direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not an easy thing, but yeah. you know, this is where, you know, you have to kind of, you know, push through that. And there's, there's a lot of nuances that go through that. And we can talk about, you know, different yeah. things and stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely. And I mean, it is definitely, uh, for me, very real. I did, I did rebel against, you, you know, we grew up yeah. together. So, you know, I rebelled against everything that I did not want to do that school, you know, um, menial jobs, even though I didn't have an education, I'm like, who the hell am I to turn down a job? But I did because I was like, I ain't doing that. You know, right. For whatever reason and, and whatever, you know, people may say, oh, he was just lazy. He doesn't want to work. He doesn't want to do anything. But it was like I knew there was something better for me and I knew that I could do more. But I had to, you know, once you walk that line, you know, and you just and you make that commitment to that thing, that that treadmill of life that you get put on. It's very hard to get off that treadmill, man. Correct. That thing just picks up speed. Yeah. And then you can't jump off because now you're too deep in. Right. And it happens, you know, with, with guys that are our age that aren't able to really go play music, mm -hmm. that aren't able to do the things that they do, but they have their houses with instruments. They got their man caves where they go play. They have their friends that come over to play, right. but they're not really out there doing what they want to be doing because they've, they got on the the machine. They they Correct. fell for the traps, right? right? And I say traps, in you know, I say traps very very. I'm I'm saying it very literally. I'm saying it's a trap. I'm not I'm not using that as a metaphor. I'm saying that it's a trap. Now, people who have kids, you know, kids are wonderful. You have them young. That's great, and that's a decision that you you know you make, and you have to then be responsible for those kids, right? Mm -hmm. You know, now. Having said that, you know the the price of having a child and then trying to face this uh, career or this 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 insane industry. You know what I mean? That mm -hmm. that you know very few succeed in it. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of people making a living. Right. You know, a lot of people making a living. You make a hundred grand doing a. You know, a, Ray Romano was talking the other day on on an interview that I saw. And when he first got, you know, he was on that show, News Radio, I think it was called. News Radio? Okay. Yeah. He That's the one, with that Joe, the one with Joe Rogan was on there. Joe Rogan yeah. and Phil Hartman right. and uh, some other people I can't remember. But um, he got that gig. He was on that show and he got fired like within a few days, like after rehearsals, because he just felt that he wasn't, he felt awkward. He wasn't, the, the audition went really well. He got the role. And then he just didn't feel right in that, you know, and they, and they, it, it came through, obviously, yeah. you know, he was yeah. delivering lines, probably like the way he delivered lines and everyone loves Raymond, but you know, that was like his brand. Sure. 
And so he was talking about being on the road and he was on the road during that time. He had been a stand up for about 10 years mm. on a, on a good year. He would make a hundred grand mm. being a stand up on the road right. on a bad year. He'd make about 70, you know, 70, 75 grand. So, you know, I mean, it's a, you're making money. You're doing yeah. something yeah. that you love to do and you're going out and there's a lot of travel and that's the hard part of it. But still, mm. you know, he had three kids at that point. He's just going out doing stand up. You know what I mean? Right. He's making 70,000. He's a successful. He had done the tonight show. He had done a bunch of other stuff, you know, and you get the, you know, you get that momentum going, you know, mm -hmm. and you start building and you start doing more stuff, but you still have to pay a manager. You got to pay an agent. You got to pay, you know, right. you got to pay the booking person. You got to, you know, and, and that's a traveling, you got to the flights and the hotels right. and everything, you know, um, as you get bigger and bigger, that becomes, you know, more of the responsibility of the clubs, right. And the people yeah. that are hiring you, but he was doing pretty well, you know, so I find it, you know, uh, amazing that some people even, you know, and this is not to discourage anyone, but you have to love this. Mm -hmm. You have to love it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you have to, you have, when you go to bed at night, it's the last thing you think about. And when you wake up, it's the first thing you think about, you yep. know, it, it's the art, it's music, it's film, it's, uh, you know, nutrition that, you know, George mm. is obsessed now with nutrition, you know, I mean, you you have to, you know, the show that you do, and then this show, you have to love to do that, right? Yes. Because, you yes. know, it, it's something that, that, you know, people will look upon as sort of like what you said earlier, you know, when are you going to get a real job? Right kind of a right. mentality you know yes. what I mean? and yeah. that usually comes from broken people mm -hmm. um their dreams have been shattered mm -hmm. their uh environment had was not the best you know nurturing environment you know there's a lot of things that you can go back and you can you can figure out why someone would say that right, right. because i think about that with my kids mm -hmm. like if my, if my son or my daughter came up to me and they said they wanted they wanted to do you know, my daughter is doing dance now. My son's doing basketball. You know, I mean, I'm encouraging them 100%. I want them sure. to do well, you know. Sure. And if I see that they're, you know, that maybe they can be operating a little bit better, you know, maybe pay attention a little bit more to this, you know, because I think you're really great. You're doing fantastic. You know, maybe if you focus on this, you know, just as someone who's been uh, around uh, art a long time, you know, mm -hmm. that's what I would do, you know. But I would never be like, yeah. Don't quit your day job. I had somebody tell me that once, you know, like uh, we had our, our new record came out. Um, I think it was the, the last glass of no one mm -hmm. came out and um, they they wanted a copy. And this was when CDs were still the rage. Right. And uh, so I gave somebody a CD and stuff. And, and he's like, yeah, I heard it. I heard it. Yeah, it was good. It's good. You know, just don't quit your day job. That's what he says to me. You know what I mean? Of course, he lost all his businesses, okay. which... I feel bad about, but at the same time, I was sort of like, yeah, that kind of justifies the the comment. But anyway, so those experiences are really, you know, what, what this uh, episode is about. And hopefully we can lay out some things. That, you know, I have a couple of things that I want to talk about cool. um, as well. Um, what were you going to say? No, no, um, I was just going to say, <clears throat> no, you're absolutely right. And sometimes there's difficult conversations involved, right? Oof. I mean, very difficult. I've had many of those in my life with my with my mother, you know, with my wife, 
right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and sometimes it, it 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 just happens that way because, and it's and sometimes there are there are artists that are born to parents who have a particular idea of what they want their kid to be, what mm-hmm. they want their kid to do, right? They want their let, let's say those parents have degrees in whatever it is, and they want their kids to follow in the, those footsteps, right. but that kid may be for whatever reason they they have the gift of music they have mm-hmm. the gift of some kind of you know, artist in them it could be a painter whatever it is right. and you know there and you've seen this in movies and stuff like that where the kid is completely opposite of them and and then there's the struggle because then yeah. it's like well we want you to do this this is the life we envision for you but this is not the life that i'm feeling as a as a kid and this right. is kind of the, a little bit of what i went through you know, as as a kid, because my mother had the thought for me of of you know working in the city and and being uh, working you know for the city, being a teacher, being a you know whatever it is, and I had no interest in that. Right. I was like, you know, I I'm not interested in doing that. And and let's retire with a pension, and you know, yeah. and we can sit down and just relax. And and I was like, no, you know, so there's a, you have there again there's these difficult conversations you may have to have and I'll talk about my wife later as well because we've had conversations very interesting ones actually but um sometimes you have to do that you know in yeah. order to get your music played and your your heart in the right place you really have to and you know it's 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 sad because not a lot of you know uh, education is put out there you know when it comes to this you know right. what I mean there's not there's not a, a when you're in school you're not you know, you don't take a class on perseverance, right. on motivation. You know, they don't teach that in school. You know, right. they don't teach anything valuable in school, actually, to be honest. Mm-hmm. They teach you stuff to do a job, yep. to do it, to push the papers and to answer emails and to, to do reports and to <laughs> do spreadsheets and stuff like that. You know, they don't necessarily teach you entrepreneurship or banking or investment banking or, exactly. or, or not investment, but investments, out yeah. of, out, you know, those kinds of things. And, but this is something that should be taught also, you know, dealing, dealing with uh, suppression and dealing with, uh, with, with, um, you know, uh, people that are, you know, people that are trying to move you away from your vision. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's really the, the, the main thing. So one of the things that I wanted to to talk about was um, also before we kind of dive in a little bit more was that the strike is over. Mm-hmm. Um, the SAG after strike that uh, went on for months, and uh, <clears throat> so that's good because uh, you know I've I've done uh, non-union uh, projects in the last uh, couple of months. I did a couple of those, um, but it's been really difficult to try to get, especially now starting the talent agency. It was sort of like, well, you can sign people, but you, you know you can't really put them out for a lot of uh, any any. Uh, any union work, you know, so that's always a challenge, you know. Um, but <clears throat> one of the things that that I, anyway, I'm going to go over real quickly just what the what was released mm. so far, and this was a uh, four days ago, I think it was on the mm. yeah, on the on the 10th. So it says here the SAG after National Board met today in a video conference plenary and approved a tentative agreement for the 2023 TV theatrical contracts reached with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, the AMPTP. Oh, sorry. Um, on November 8th, 2023. 
Uh, with the board's approval, the deal now goes to the union's membership for ratification. The board approved the tentative agreement by a majority of 86% to 14% and recommended a vote of yes to ratify the contracts. Um, and it says here, I was determined, this was uh, from Fran, Fran Drescher. Um, I was determined to redefine SAG-AFTRA as not only the largest entertainment union in the world, but the most powerful. And now that we have uh, forged the biggest deal in industry history, which broke pattern, and I'm gonna talk a little bit about that because that's big, um, established new revenue streams and passed a historic $1 billion plus dollar deal with the most progressive AI protections ever written. I feel pretty confident in saying that this is a paradigm shift of seismic proportions. I'm so proud of the TV Theatrical Negotiation Committee and so thrilled to have partnered with uh, Duncan Crabtree uh, Ireland, said SAG after President Fran Drescher. Upward and on, well, onward and upwards. Isn't it upwards and onward? It doesn't matter. Onward and upwards. Um, so, yeah, I mean, she's kicking, I mean, man. And the reason, that, yeah, the reason this is kind of a really, really big deal is because it did break what was norm. Like, yeah. you know, you get, you don't get streaming services. Imagine you do a, pro, a show for five years, you know, and you get paid for the show to do the show. And then after the show is in, it goes into streaming and then you never see yeah. another penny. Where in the old days, the old model was syndication, right? Yep. It made millionaires out of these actors that devoted their lives to entertainment were lucky enough to get the breaks and then delivered an amazing product during that time, right? right. So, you know, you, people say like, oh yeah, well, it's easy to do it if you get that much money. Shut up. You don't originally get that much money. Right. You start off with the idea that you wish you can do good, yeah. right? That's the only thing you have in the beginning. I really want to do good because I really love this, right? Jerry Seinfeld is a perfect example. He's a stand-up comedian, very successful stand-up comedian. He did The Tonight Show a bunch of times. He's done all this stuff. NBC offers him a gig, and what happens? He doesn't get uh, uh, the first thing goes through. They don't really like it. They don't really know it. He has no ideas for shows. Then Larry David, of course, him and get together. They go to this this uh, like a, a, a Korean deli kind of place, and they start kind of making jokes about some of the the drinks and the stuff that they couldn't pronounce and all that stuff. And then Larry was like, "Yeah, this should, this should be the show." There you go. But, you know, yeah, two, two comedians just talking about stuff. And that was the genesis of that. You know, they had no idea what they were gonna do. They they created a, a freaking monster. You know, it was like one of the most successful shows in in history, if not the most successful show, definitely financially. You know, and um, but during the process of putting that together, there's no certainty. Right. You know, so the show now goes into syndication, and of course, they get paid a lot of money. But if it had been today going into Netflix or Hulu or one of these places with the streaming, they wouldn't have, that's it, you're done. And you yeah. go off and you have to find money somewhere else, you know? So that part, that right there is really, really huge because they, they completely shifted all that now. Now everyone gets paid. Now it's, it's a completely different, it's a new era for entertainment, mm -hmm. you know? And this is the most exciting thing that I can think of to happen in entertainment because we all know that there's been some, uh, some trouble in the entertainment industry um and i'll say it because i've said it before and i know i'm 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 
I go a little bit overboard sometimes, but you know, when you start letting uh, uh, Satan and satanic things into mainstream entertainment, as if it's like it, you know, it's not it's not a funny thing, right? It's not right. being humorous. Right. It's being part of. They want to be part of the norm, you know, and you're not. You're not. You know, it's like the the devil was used to represent evil in movies. You know, that's what it was. So now they're trying to represent it as art. And in my opinion, it's not. It's satanic. So, I mean, that's a little bit extreme, but I don't think it is. I don't think I've, I've actually talked enough about that. But what's happening right now is that there's a lot of artists now that are going to get an opportunity to make decent living doing what they love to do. And, and I'm, I'm not talking about the 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 the... the one percent of the one percent of the one percent that make you know a gazillion dollars by just showing up on a film set you know i'm not talking about those guys i'm talking about the working not just actors i'm talking about the whole you know the the, i'm talking about the unions i'm talking about the grips i'm talking about the guy the guy who makes the food for the craft services i'm talking you know what i mean the 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 first ad second ad the third ad all those people the the all of them you know now will get a, a a chance to actually make a living you know and i think this is this was a really big deal for it so that that was one and then of course the ai thing was was massive um because ai is so it's it's so crazy Mm. that what the goal is what the goal is of the uh you know of the am uh tpt or pt whatever is to have AI write a script and then have AI software build the characters and then have them build the sets and then have them tell the story and then sell the film without ever paying one person except the programmers. That's the goal. That's the goal. And will it get to that point? Probably. Unfortunately, I think there'll be some of that going on, but it's going to be sort of like people are going to look at it now. Like, is this real sugar or is this artificial sugar? Right. You know, is this the sugar that at least grows on a cane that is natural to the earth, Mm -hmm. that is better for you than the the chemicals, man-made garbage? And it's going to have that representation at some point. People are going to be like, is this AI or is this real people? Because I want to I want to hear about real people. I want to hear real stories told by real souls, not by algorithms. I agree. I agree. And again, it's. The, that that's the digital age in general because it's affecting everything right we've talked about the sports thing right how it's affected yeah, sports how it's affected all these types of things in and in my opinion you're <clears throat> when you take the humanity out of any industry whether it's sports every, uh, yes dorothy perez absolutely says everyone does. deserves a piece of the pie absolutely agree with that yes the big pie that's the thing yeah it's a massive yeah. pie yes you should deserve to be compensated get a piece of that for the work that you generate and all this and again what i was saying was that you know when you when you take the humanity of and out of any industry yeah. it it it's not the same it's not the same especially when you grew up in the industry where it was all about the humanity and now you're living in the in a different time where there's like not much humanity in it right you know and again i compare it to the baseball thing where the baseball is all about the analytics forget about the heart of the person forget about their will to win forget about you know the intangibles no yeah. it's about the numbers it's about what numbers you generate and you know who did this how many times and did, you know that's all they care about i think and about I, kurt gibson 
Yeah, exactly. The Kirk he Gibson hitting hitting he that home run. That. He wouldn't have been in there. He right? wouldn't even be in the game. Again, the the guy who you know the 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 guy who who they take out in in the last inning of a no hitter because you know because they they told them to because the, they, statistically they, they the told them to do that you know and then what happens they get killed you know and that's why I've left you know I, you know that's why I've kind of left baseball in a lot of ways I, I'm not into it as much as I used to be because of that you've yeah. lost me on that I, will, and, I was yeah, I haven't been into it but when you and I had a conversation on one of the shows about this mm-hmm. I really left it yeah no I I agree I agree it's you know and and the same thing you look at you're going to look at the same thing when it comes to uh you know um acting and 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 these types of things because when you start seeing the artificial stuff happening you know and you're you know it's it's going to be totally different that's true dorothy there is no gut or heart in ai absolutely absolutely nothing can replace the human will the spirit and the will to accomplish to do things yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, how many people yeah. have done amazing things yeah. in life because of this sheer will? A computer yeah. cannot replace that. I don't care how much AI you put in it. It Correct. cannot replace that human will to win or create. Correct. Even right. for the artist, right? Yep. For the artist and the chat GPT and all these types of things. You and know? it's funny, you know, like the Jeff, the, the Jetsons had it right because in the Jetsons, all the technology things were to for them to live better, to do better right. things. So I like AI for sure. a lot of things. Sure. You know, for a lot of things. I started using it recently just because I uh, somebody told me, um, oh, what was it? I can't remember. I had a conversation with somebody, and they said it was an interesting thing. And I said, well, let me try to use it. And then I couldn't get on or whatever. But anyway, I figured it out. And now... I could see it be a value if let's just say I'm writing a paper about the Revolutionary War and I want to kind of have a format or I want to have an angle on it. That's my own angle. I'm looking at it through the point of view of a soldier on the front lines or maybe a soldier in the back lines or mm-hmm. a soldier that saw some his best friend die or, or you know, or, or a wife sitting at home waiting for her who's not coming home right Wait. right so you know you use the different perspectives and the different uh, uh ways that you want to look at and tell a story and you write into ai a story you know give me a, a synopsis or give me a uh an idea for a story about this it's going to spit out what the internet has already sure right but it's going to take your original idea from an angle so then that angle can give you an idea of something and you can be look at it and be like oh okay yeah okay that's, that's a good idea never will it write the whole thing because it's never going to be good because it's always going to be something that's already been out there already Correct. communicated so it's never going to be good right. and i i know because i've read stuff that's ai and you can and you can feel it you know and matter of fact there's a there's a thing where you can read an original okay if you write if you take one page hemingway and just read any page in any book of Hemingway, right? Mm-hmm. And then take an AI story and take the same scenario, whatever the book is, is, is uh, whatever the book is, and then write an AI with write one page about that subject that Hemingway was talking about. It's going to be crap. I guarantee you it will be crap. You'll read it and you'll be like, this sounds so robotic. It sounds yeah. so fake. It sounds, there's no heart in it. 
you know, what Dorothy said, you know, there's yeah. just no heart there. Correct. So that to me is really the biggest, uh, the biggest win, you know, uh, for the entertainment industry, um, right now is that it, you know, we're going to be protected. Um, you know, I would hate to have another short Puerto Rican photo, you know, they take, they take this amazing physique that I have here and they start using it through eternity to tell amazing stories with this amazing, and especially this, you take this, if you AI this, I'd be so pissed. So at least now I feel protected. Um, yeah. So anyway, so congratulations to everybody that worked so hard and the, all those that were on the picket line and they were out there fighting and Fran Dretcher, who's leading the, the, the charge and all the, her whole team just so committed and so uh, just wonderful people, you know, it's just really, really great to see that happening and stuff. So uh, congratulations to everyone there. Um, so moving into our, uh, our subject, um, you were saying, um, I had something that I, that I opened up here. What were you talking about, George? <clears throat> um, what, what the, in our subject, as far as what we're yeah, talking yeah. about today, yeah, no, I was, I, I, well, the last thing I talked about was having difficult conversations. Oh, right, 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 right. right. Yeah, because I mean, you know, if you if you have a lack of of resilience in in this industry, you're dead. Yeah, you're yeah. dead. Yeah, you're dead. I guarantee you. You know, I mean, you know, rejection, criticism, setbacks. Uh, uh, if you don't have thick skin, um, if you can't bounce back from failures. Um, if, if someone says something negative to you and your mental health, um, is, is too weak that you can't, you don't get out of bed for a week because somebody said that they didn't like my dress, you know, whatever. If, if, if you're in that space, first of all, reach out to me and I'll help you get out of that space. But, at, but also if you can, if you stay in that space, you will not make it, you will right. not make it. Because it's a constant struggle. I mean, George and I have been doing this show now for going on two, over two and a half years, you know, and we still right now sort of learning things, mm -hmm. you know, and True. we're still learning things. Now, did we think that we failed? No. We look back at the work that we've done. We've interviewed legends, amazing human beings doing, you know, we, we've had an incredible run and we're going to continue that run, you know, but it didn't get to where we wanted to be at this point. So we we're restructuring we're, we're we're talking it out. But man, if we felt like, Oh, it's pointless, whatever this it, or what people say all the time, it's too saturated out there. You know, there's 12,000 podcasts that get launched every single day. And, um, you know, how you're going to survive, you know, I don't know who talks like that, but <laughs> gonna say who, calls, who talks like that. This is the kind of people I talk to, but oh, okay. I mean, yeah, you know, it's it's really it's it's a complex industry to navigate through, you know, mm -hmm. um, and but having the awareness and knowing this, you know, and and having a group of people around you that you can kind of hold on to and be like, you know, I'm I'm struggling right now. Can you help me? You know, or what should I do? Or joining a group, or listening to a a podcast, or listening to our show, you know, whatever that that it is. You need to have that stability because I'm telling you, you will not make it. Well, think about it. You and I, right, we got into music. We started, you know, it's not like when we started, you know, our music career, like music had just started. 
No, right. they were like the Beatles were, you know, the Beatles had the come Beatles and had gone. Broken up. Yeah, Led Zeppelin came and went, right? Yeah. I mean, they the, the greatest, some of the greatest musicians and artists ever had come and go. And we're just starting our little band yeah. at that, you know what I'm saying? So it's not like we were saying, well, it's saturated, so we shouldn't just, we shouldn't. Yeah, try. I mean, Pearl no. Jam and Nirvana. <laughs> You know, yeah, that, that's, that was our era, right? Right. And, uh, you know, the Red Chili Peppers are out there. There's no way we're going to make it with those guys out there. You know, and, <laughs> you know, it was, it was, uh, uh, we had other issues. You know, we had lack of, uh, of other things. You know what I mean? Um, not to say that we, that we, uh, reached the level that we should have. You know, we mm -hmm. all know we, we should have gone further, you mm -hmm. know, but we played, we recorded records, we had a great time and we learned. Yes. So yes. much from that experience. Yes. And that's why we do what we do today, because we know, yes, do this. Don't do that. Right. Don't connect with this guy. Right. Stay away from that guy. And it's really knowing, you know, uh, as I get gotten older and I've learned more about stuff through my studies and through my church and stuff like that, I've learned, you know, that you can find personalities that may be dangerous to you. Mm -hmm. They, You mm -hmm. know, they are dangerous and they have certain characteristics that you can pinpoint yeah. and when you know what they are because you hear them say certain words and you know what we all know them mm -hmm. you know we all feel it you know you feel when somebody says something negative to you we don't react to it we right. just think that that's just the way they are yeah. and you don't put their ethics in you don't say hey that's not okay man right that's bullshit. you should not be treating me that way that's not that's not okay. You know, if we were to do that more often, it would it would chill out around you. And right. you may lose some friends. Yeah. Good. You may not have you may have some family members that don't talk to you anymore. Good. Because if they if if they're that petty that your art, the passion that you have for your art is brings you to that level where you communicate that that's not okay. If they don't see it, then you don't want them in your life. Correct. See, because that's Correct. that's the best thing. It's it's a barometer. You know, I mean, it's how you measure those around you, because when you communicate honestly, you're going to get them to say what they really think. And when they say what they really think, then, you know, you're yeah. either going to cut, you know, or you're going to embrace. Well, right? you and part of the issue is a lot of people are afraid to, afraid to do that. Right. Because they don't want to lose. It, right. They don't want to lose. Amazing this. to me. Yeah, they they don't want to lose whatever they the, whether it's a friendship. Sometimes it's relationships. You yeah. know, let me hey, here. Let me let me say something about me. Like so, for example, like my wife when I my wife and I started dating, she you know I had a conversation with her. I was very upfront, especially when we were serious and we were dating for you know a few years and everything. And I said, I was very upfront. I said, you have to understand that music is a part of my life. Yeah. There's going to be a part of you that shares music with me, you know, that shares, you know, it's, it's just a, of who I am. This is yeah, yeah. this is what I need to do. And if you're on board with me, great. You know, let's do it. OK, we had to have that conversation because she had to understand that this is this is something that this is where I came from. This is this is what I was doing. And she understood that. Now, my wife is not a musician. My wife really at the end of the day, we were kind of polar opposites, really, when you think yeah. about it, yeah, ma. you know, but she, she understood that point yeah. and she was willing to, to go with it and say, okay, let's do it. And then, you know, and then, 
you know, getting married and doing all these things. Now, my, you know, I made my wife a part of it. She came to the gigs. Yeah. She hung yeah, out with us, right? We all, we had a group. We would go oh, out, yeah. we would hang out. We would do all these things. And she was a part. She had a great time yeah, in these types fun. of things. But there was also the tough times where I was, where she had to be home and I was gone, right? right. There was a times where, you know, I had, there was a time where I had to make a difficult decision where I was asked to be on a recording session um, on Valentine's Day. Oh man. And it was a, and it was a good buck. It was yeah. a good buck. It wasn't like a, a $20 yeah. a day. It was a, it was a nice chunk of change. And I had to weigh the decision of, and it was like maybe three or four hours on a recording session. I was like, but I, I but it's on Valentine's Day. Right. And I made the decision to do it. And now I did it. I recorded, I, you know, I, it was, it was a nice gig. I got a nice chunk of change. Now I can tell I remember, you. remember uh, February 15th when you had the black eye. I do remember that. <laughs> I, I could tell you my wife was not happy. Okay. <laughs> was sure. not happy. She was not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you know, what, what do I, you know, do I not do it? And do I, you know, and, and the other, you the other piece red and you have that. Yeah. Cool. Well, here's walk. the other, the other piece to it also, right. Getting married, for example. And again, everybody can, you know, has to look at it in their own way because everybody's circumstances are different, but getting married, do I, do I say, okay, do I give up music, get married and go on that train? How miserable is my marriage going to be if I'm not oh, able right. to do what I want to do? Yeah. Right. I'm not, I'm actually not serving you. Right. as your partner as your husband well, you're not giving her you exactly exactly not i'm you. not giving this is not me this yeah. is just what you're i what you. i what i think you know you may want that or or i may think that that's the what should be but it's really not me How, right. is that really going to work at the end of the day no it's not going to work it's you know i would rather i would have rather said well you know what if you don't want to marry me i love you but if you do, if you can't be married to me and and take me for what I am, I completely understand that. But I have to be true to myself. Just as if you not ma marrying a musician, maybe that's your truth. Right. Maybe you want to be married to a carpenter or uh, whatever it is. Okay. Right. And that's fine. You know, maybe we'll both be happier <clears throat> if we do that. Correct. But again, this is a part of the conversations that you have to have. And if you have them early in a relationship, especially as a musician, as an artist, or whatever in the beginning, yeah. you know, and that person's willing to understand you because an artist is a different person. Yeah, they, they're, they're they're mentally, not, they're, they're, they're in a different place. They are, yeah, 100%. And I, I think, and it's great, a great point that you brought that up because I actually remember also having that same conversation with my wife and, right. and telling her exactly this, you know, I was like, you have to understand that this is, it for me this is all mm -hmm. i think about you know now she beat me senseless but <laughs> the point that i'm making is no but she and she said okay fine and and you know in all honesty to be fully transparent i didn't go along with that i i, I still retracted i retracted and i i be, tried to become something that would make her and her family happier yeah. and you know i i went through a lot of ups and downs, a lot of downs. And I was always wondering like, why is, what, why is this struggle? You know, when I found it, when I found out what the reasons, you know, and I realized it's that I'm not, I'm, I was just not really, you, you grew up with me, you know, yes. that I, I would grab my bike and I would just go wherever I had to go and I'd do whatever I had to do. And 
you know, I, I the, the things that, that I did not ever do, I, I never took drugs. I never sold drugs. I never got, I never drank alcohol to excess where I was like, a, like I had a problem or anything like that. So I never did the chemical things, you know, but I always, I always did what I wanted to do, yeah. you know? And, um, but when I found that there was, that there was this big missing chunk of who I was that was lost, you yeah. know, it literally lit up my life to, and it just, it, until this day, you know, I don't, <clears throat> I don't ask, can I do something, you know, and, and that not every woman is going to be on board with that. Correct. I, you know, it's just not something that, that you know, but my wife's an artist as well. So she, mm-hmm. she does understand that, you know, and this was something that uh, she didn't have when we met and now it's blossomed and she, her art is amazing. And I talk about her art a lot on the show and, mm-hmm. um, you know, so she's in that, that world as well. Now, you know, I had to kind of, I had to kind of recruit her. <laughs> um, but now, you know, it's like, when I have things to do, I go do them. And it's not always a great thing. And I, I do make sacrifices. You know, I don't go to the game, the, the my son's basketball game, which I didn't go to last weekend because I had a, an appointment with like with a client, you know, yeah, and I had to yeah. go do that. You know, it's it's not it. You know, you do make these sacrifices, but you make it for them. I do spend a lot of time with the family. I, you sure. know, I spend as much time as I can. I'm home. You know, if I'm not working, doing meeting, doing something in a meeting, I'm home. Right. You know, I don't go to the social club. I don't go to the bars. I don't go to clubs. I don't do any of that of that stuff. I'm home. You know, um, and so I think that having that conversation early like you said you know in in any relationship whether you're considering getting married or you're just dating mm-hmm. you have to you have to weigh in your environment on where you are in life yeah you know if you are not happy in your current situation it's because something is bringing you down and it could be your own choices it could be maybe you have you know you're making really bad choices or it could be someone in your environment that's just making you feel like they're helping you, but in actuality, you have a lot of knives in your back, and they don't not—they do not want you to go that route. True. You know, there's also the insecurities of of that as well. You know, yeah. you go out, you become very successful, and you're gonna go somewhere else, and you're gonna go, you're gonna, you know, have infidelities mm-hmm. and those kinds of things. That's another thing that can weigh on a on a you know, on a, on a man or a woman, you know, Correct. or just a, a partner, you know, because there's a lot of, uh, a, a lot of attention that you're, that you're not that you want to get the attention, but this industry gives you that, you yes. know, this industry is, is a byproduct of it and it's not even a good byproduct, but people will know you, you know, I think yeah. Ryan, uh, Ryan Reynolds or Ryan Gosling, one of the Ryan's, was talking about that and he said oh no it wasn't even him it was uh ben affleck was talking about how he hates that part of it hmm. you know because it's a sometimes he's not in the best mood he's yeah. a normal human being he gets up in the morning he's not having a great day and now people are putting cameras in his face and he's like i just want to go get coffee or i just yeah. want to go pick up my kids from school or whatever he's trying to do but he's in that limelight now people will say well yeah but he's got all that money he should be grateful well yes he has that money but He's a camera in your face does not make you happy no matter how much money you have when you're trying to just live your life. You know what I mean? And the the success that you find is because you put in the work, 
you yeah. know, you put in the work, you know, and that's your, that's your reward. You know, your reward is the work that you put in. Correct. So, but yeah, early on, it's also, you know, the, you know, that whole thing about, you know, uh, show me the five, your five friends and I'll show mm -hmm. you your future kind of a deal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, it's all spot on. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, I don't, it's all spot on, you know, look at the five people that you hang out with the most. How are they doing in life? Mm -hmm. You know, and if, and if for some reason they're doing great and you're not, then maybe you're the problem. Yeah. You're lucky that they're letting you hang out with them, you know, or maybe they're bringing you into an un uncomfortable space and you just can't function in that environment. You need to find four more, you know, great friends or five more, whatever it is. So I think that, that, that all that really rings true when it comes to trying to find the proper environment to nurture a career, a successful career. Now, you can also say that you know you're on the right track when you can still do well in spite of those people. Yeah, so, I mean, there are some, they're, like they're, Tina you know, Turner. Be, yeah, because some, sometimes there are people who are in your life, family, friends, or whatever, who you can't just walk away from necessarily. But you can hold true to what you're doing and in spite of that, and kind of have the awareness of it and say, you know, okay, this, these folks are not on my track or they're, you know, there's a, they're kind of pulling me, but I have the awareness that I know I'm not going that direction. I'm actually going in this direction. Yeah. And I, even I've had that in, 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 in my circles, in my family, there were some family members and stuff like that. Not people that I would want to, you know, get advice from necessarily. But I, for me, they offer it. especially, yeah, they'll always offer it. But, but for me, especially since music, and especially since we, you and I created that positive atmosphere in our bands and in our music, ever since then, and even in business and stuff like that, I've always had the mindset of, listen, even if I have to go alone, even yeah. if I don't have five friends around me, I don't care. I'm still going. Still going. You know, I'm still, you know, exactly so, right. and I've put myself on that road and I've never left that road. I'm still yeah going down that road and no matter how many people try to take me off that track i'm not yeah. i'm still going yeah. so you you know so that's one of the things also when you're when you can be successful or just be on your road in spite of those things happening you're doing okay you're still yeah. you're still chugging along yeah yeah and just think how well you can do if you had people around you that were just exactly you. Yeah, so you think about the what you're leaving on the table as far as opportunities and and uh even money you know right. that that yep. uh, you're leaving there because you have those and, you know one of the things we you know that's difficult you're right it's family you know you know people say well, you can't walk away from family well you can it's not easy you no. know what i mean but you know and, and i've done it you know and, and mm -hmm. it's, it's challenging it's not an easy thing and you know we won't get into it george and i have you know our, our cousins so we have family that we both know of you know but they were pretty damaging to my family and mm -hmm, i had to mm -hmm. make sure that that they that that stops and i did right. stop it and i had to walk away from that you know and that kind of uh, a decision is what what ends up happening is um you know suppression you can't live with suppression you right. can't deal with suppression right you you can go along with certain things and if it's not really that damaging you can move because we all have people around you and you know, there's somebody right now looking at what we're saying that's positive like this. 
You know what I mean? There's always somebody who's looking sure. at you like, guy always talking smack. He thinks he knows everything. You know what I mean? I'm sure that that goes on. You know what I mean? You'll get an email fine. about it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm fine. <laughs> I get, I get, trust me, I get yeah. enough messages uh, from people telling me to shut up. And I just I'm, love I'm them. Sorry, more. I sent that. Good. Yeah, I was like, saying, George, how, why every week? I mean, every week? You think I don't recognize all the emails? You just changed George and Batista. Batista George. Me, Batista. George, you. I know them all. So, uh, but, you know, when you, when you make that decision, you know, it really does enlighten your, your way. Yeah. It really does brighten your way. And you can really see, and it may be a little painful, but I guarantee you that you're not the only one. Correct. And I guarantee you that when you do make that decision, that they're going to go off and they're going to tell other people. And those other people are going to come to you and say, hey, what happened? And you're going to tell them what happened. And they're going to be like, yeah, yeah, they did that to me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been having it because it happened to me. Mm-hmm. And it's happened to me at least three times with three individuals that I broke away from. And it actually came back and I, I realized, oh, I was right. They were just living along with it. So you yeah. can't, what I was saying before was like, you can't, Living with depression is 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 bad. It's how you get illnesses, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Suppression has to be shattered. Right. Shatter suppression. That's how you that's what you do it. And you shatter it by confronting it and being like, that's not okay. I don't like that. I don't want to hang out with you. I don't want you to come to my shows. I don't want to have I don't want to work with you. And if they're paying you a million dollars, then you just lost a million dollars. Or you take the million dollars, live with the illnesses and the and the suppression and the miserable and start taking drugs or whatever and then you're gone and then you're done but you got your million dollars well good for right. you you know what i mean right. you have to make those tough decisions and mm-hmm. you can't really rely on on uh on someone that's making you feel bad you can never rely on them just because they're providing something that you think you can't live without correct that could correct. be love that could be money that can be your house that can be so many different things but finding a way First of all, there's communication. That's the first step. Mm-hmm. You communicate your thoughts. And the second thing is you decide whether you're going to handle it or you're going to disconnect from that. Yeah. There's only two choices. Yeah. You know, you handle it by handling you can communication. You say George did it. George sat down with his wife. Mm-hmm. This is what I love. I cannot live without this. If you can't live with them, then that's the communication part. That's the handling part. Yeah. You know, and how long have you been married? Twenty three years. Twenty three years. Did it work? Yes. Yes. You know, and same, same conversation I had, you know, did it work? She beat me, but listen, the part getting beaten by a tall woman over and over. Yeah. It's it's my jam. I love it. No, but I mean, you know, we had the conversation, you know, and it was tough for many years. I would say a good 10 years. It was, it was a lot of struggles, you know, but we worked it out. You know, and we are now going on 20, this 20 years that we've been married, 22 years together. And we have two beautiful kids and we're living in Tennessee and she's a wonderful artist. And and that alone yeah. is success. Yep. You know, that alone is for me such a win because I was able to get out of the environment that I grew up in and to be able to build this thing with using some of the, the, the knowledge that I've learned and was able to to now put it together on, you know, on this show and with the writings and all my blogs and, and all the stuff that I've done, my films, the story, if you look at my films, there's always a story in there 
there's always a moral something in there in every mm -hmm. single film i've ever shot it there's always something in there there's always a conflict there's always the challenge there's always the 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 barrier you know because you need that for a story you know you need you need to have a conflict in order to tell a decent story um but there's always a moral ending somebody once told me goes yeah yeah movies always end happy and they didn't like it they didn't say like it was a compliment they said it like it was a bad thing and i was like yeah you're right my movies always do end, end happy you know or they end in wondering what's what else can happen mm -hmm. you know in True. wonder what else can happen with that you know what, what, what what's going to happen next you know but i don't like sad bad endings you know i'm right. sorry you know right. I, i'm i'm in the paul mccartney you know school of uh of love you know the the word that they use the most the beatles you know it's very yeah. famously known the word love is what the word that they use the most out of all other words in their songs you know yeah. they're the beatles why do you think their music is still influencing look at now and then that just came out recently yeah. you know the, the new song with the with the with lennon yeah. john lennon and uh you know just amazing you know just amazing so um and my wife's yelling at me i gotta go but here's <laughs> the <know>, thing <laughs> you know i was listening to um <clears throat> john you know gary Null. i i listened to his show oh, yeah. and uh you know he talks a lot about stuff like this but one of the things he talked about the other day and it's it's kind of related where he he was saying that he because he uh, for those of you who don't know gary Null is a very He's a health guru for the last fifty years. I mean, he was yeah. known as Mister Natural. Very, very He's famous very, in that very, world. Yeah, in the in the health and, world, uh, written ton, hundreds of books and stuff. Anything. Anyway, he has a show that <clears throat> I think is the longest health running show ever. Yeah. And um, so I was listening to his show, and one of the things he said was that he used to he would do groups, and in the groups, in like a retreat or something, <clears throat> and one of the things he would ask them is how how many of you in this group have felt that you've wasted time in your life doing something or with someone Oof. and a whole bunch of hands went up and one of the hands that went up <clears throat> excuse me i'm stuck in my throat he said that it was a a woman who was married for like 40 something years and she said that she felt that she had wasted 40 years Ugh. of her life in this relationship. Okay. And he was like, why did you, why would you? And <clears throat> it was something I like, oh, I forget. But I forgot what the answer was that she just kind of fell into it, got used to it, whatever it is and that, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, think about that. Think about how many people waste their life with the wrong partner, with the wrong thing, with the wrong whatever. So, you know, when you, you kind of think about it, not to say that people are, you're necessarily with the wrong partner or whatever the case may be, but like John said, you don't want to fall into that trap yeah. of wasting your life, let's say as an artist, where you're all of a sudden five years, 10 years, and you haven't touched anything, you haven't painted, you haven't acted, you haven't played, you haven't done anything. And, and there hasn't been feeling, any encouragement. And it hasn't, correct. And it hasn't been an encouragement but only because <clears throat> the life that you're leading now is the life that, that they want you to lead, that, again, that people want to put you in there. You know, don't waste time. Don't no. waste time. You know, just no. do your thing. Get your, sing your song. Do what you need to do. Find a group. You know? 
Exactly. Find, find whatever it is. That, Do that, you know, even a, even a Facebook group. Yes. Simple stuff. You know, exactly. you don't have to get too crazy. You know, um, you know, one of the things that I I talk about is you know we talk about the four phases that I have in in the talent agency. And, you know, the first phase is just about everything that we're talking about. These are the questions I would ask. Yes. You know, because as a, you know, starting a new agency, which, you know, um, first of all, I want to thank uh, Dorothy because she said great agents, agency you have as as you have started. So thank you. I appreciate thank that. Thank you, Dorothy. Um, you know, one of the main things is that I really it's not that I don't want to invest time in people that are struggling, but I. I think it's dangerous for me and my clients to associate with someone whose mindset is really bad or yeah. who's connected to someone that's really bad. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, I'm not thinking about, I would love to help. And I always help and I always provide information. And for artists that I know I cannot work with because of their current situation or whatever is happening in, in, you know, uh, or they can't, or they don't want to, you know, they don't want to work with me, which is also, I'm still supporting them. I'm still giving them whatever I, I can to get them moving because the more artists doing better in life, the better the world is going to be right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. pushing artists to do well is really, uh, my purpose. Right. So, but at the same time, somebody coming in brand new, you know, I have to find out where they are in life. Sure. I have to ask the questions, you know, um, like you like that question you know did have you ever spent that's a great question have you yes. ever had you know hung you know been felt like you've wasted your time being around someone mm -hmm. yeah, i mean that's a major question because I, that's a, that opens up so many past things yes somebody might say like, yeah my first marriage you know but mm -hmm. at least i'm divorced okay great right. you know you moved on or but if you're thinking and you don't want to say it you know my current wife or my current husband and you just don't want to say that and you say, well, I had a boss once, you know, and you're, you're just lying to yourself, you know, and it's, and it's, it's not that we want people to, to break up again. It's the handling that we're talking about, yes. right? It's the yeah. handling. Like I'm, 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 I can't be, you know, I have to be honest and say that, you know, we've had our challenges, you know, this was sure. not, you know, perfect. This was a tremendous amount of work and it still is to some degree in a lot of areas, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? But, if you're willing to work on it and you're willing to have that conversation, then you can get to a point, you know, and you can get somewhere that makes sense. And if, you know, uh, if she, you know, recommends something and I'm saying, well, I don't really want to do that. We have a conversation about it or vice versa. You know what I mean? It's not like, well, no, I'm not doing that. You know, I don't, I, that, that's not, that doesn't work either. You know, you have to have a conversation about it, you know, but there's a lot of emotions in, in artists' heads, right? Yes. And, and there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of insecurities and stuff, you know, that, you know, as I get older, you know, I, a lot of them been handled, but they're still there sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. you still get things and you still, so I think it's important to really be able to focus on that handling. And if you need assistance in that area, and if you just want to have a conversation in that area, you know, you can always go to this website, which is jhstalentmanagement.com, and you can schedule an appointment to just have a 30-minute conversation with me. You can tell me what you're going through, and I will help you. I will give you tools that you can actually utilize, that you can apply on that day to handle those situations. You have to come honestly. You have to come with an open mind. You have to come with the, uh, the understanding that 
Um, not everything I say you're going to maybe agree with. You may disagree with someone, some of it, and it's okay. You know, and if you say, you know what, I disagree with you, I don't really want to, that's fine too. You know what I mean? But if you say like, yeah, um, I don't want to confront that right now, that's fine too. It's on you, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you know, whatever we confront is what is going to dictate where we are, where we go in life. You're right. And if we don't confront something, well, then that's your ma- master. You're you don't correct. confront the your your the job. You don't confront your boss. If you don't confront your spouse or your partner, um, that's your barrier. Yeah. You know, that's your future. You know, it's that. It's that. You you can't pray it out. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, because prayer is wonderful and prayer is powerful, and I believe in prayer. But at the same time, action. You know, Correct. action dictates. You have to. You say your prayer. You say, "I'm going to have this conversation with with my with my husband, my wife, my partner," and I hope it goes. God, please give me the strength to have this conversation, right? But you got to have the conversation now. Correct. You know, you can't be like, "Please just make them be better people." Doesn't doesn't you know? God don't work that way. God works in a lot of ways, but. He ain't going to be like, all right. And suddenly somebody's going to come home and go there. You know, you know, I mean, maybe there's a revelation that somebody could have, you know, on their and, own. Yeah. And so, but, and sometimes you find that the conversation goes better than you think it may it go. It does. Man, you, I'm so glad you said that because it totally, you, you work yourself up to these, for these conversations. <laughs> you're breathing heavy and you're like, yeah. oh God. I gotta have this conversation, but I gotta have it, you know. Yeah. And it could be not just; it could be also work related too, right? It could be mm-hmm. also a business, you know, consulting conversation, <clears throat> whatever it is. And then you start it, and then you realize, oh, I'm doing it. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're fine. Yeah. You know, they're they're fine. You know, but you know, you have to go into it with expecting everything. Yes. Expect it to go well, expect it to not go well, expect it to go south, north, east, west, whatever, you know, but expect it to go, but at least go, right, you know, go have the conversation and then let the let let it the, the chips fall where they may and be able to be strong enough to get up from whatever it was and keep moving forward, right? Because that's how winning is done. Just keep moving forward. If you know what you want, you go out and get what you want. But you get it. You got to be willing to take the hits and not blaming him or her because you ain't where you want to be. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. Very nice. Mr. Mr. Sylvester Stallone, which I'm a huge Sylvester Stallone dork. Um, Especially Rocky. Rocky is one of my favorite movies of all time. The first one. Rocky is amazing. Rocky, isn't it right? I mean, man, it's it's, it's the it ultimate like, story. It's just it really it's, is, man. Yeah. It really is, man. Yeah. And I watched it. I I still I still to this day, and I probably did it like a few days ago. I went on YouTube and I watched some of the endings of those fights, you know, and it's like I'm like, damn it, Rocky, I love you. Because it is the it is the story of what we're talking about here. Exactly. All the challenges, all the the naysayers, all the negativity, 
And then you take it to Sylvester Stallone, the man himself is living through the Rocky story. He's trying to get this script out there and everybody yeah. wants to buy it from him. They want to give him $150,000 for his script. A guy who has no money turning down $150,000 in the 70s because he wants to play the role. He knows there's this his. It's his to take, you know? And he goes out and he becomes a legend, you know? And say whatever you want about those Rocky movies, they were all good. <laughs> you know, I mean, people could say maybe Rocky V wasn't as good. And I think because it ended, well, you know, he lost money, but he's kind yeah. of fighting. You know, it still, it was a good movie. It, it told the, the full arc story. And then and then Balboa, uh, you know, uh, Rocky Balboa, Balboa yeah. amazing. And then all the other spinoffs and everything else, just great stories of perseverance, of challenges. And it's exactly what we're talking about. And that's what this episode's about. I didn't even realize we're way past the hour. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those subjects we can just go on and on and on about. Um, but yeah, awesome. All right. So I actually, I didn't show our little graphic here. Overcoming barriers. Hey. And I have even this set actually animates. Um, anyway, uh, so anyway, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Appreciate it. Uh, we are actually going to be doing a, a few a few overhauls here. The the show, the product that, that you've been seeing, the interviews that we've actually uh, done are going to be better. The past shows have been fantastic. Our interviews with people like us. Um, uh, 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 Give me a name now. Oba Babatunde. Oba Babatunde, Steve Smith. Uh, Kenny Aronoff. Kenny Aronoff. Uh, Kevin Eubanks. Kevin uh, Eubanks. Steve, Dave Sanchez. Dave Sanchez. Uh, we had Hannah Lee on. We had uh, Tim Sabatino on. Yes. We've had amazing, amazing artists. And those conversations are amazing. And they're going to continue to be amazing. We're going to be focusing on the artists, which is what we kind of have been doing. And George and I have had sort of an aha moment. Um, and I think uh, this is probably the biggest aha moment we've had since we've started this show. So I think we're, we're very excited about it. And uh, we're going to be talking about that probably next week. What do you think, George? Should yeah, we, uh, I agree. Yeah, let's do that. We'll talk about that next week. And uh, we're going to be bringing in some new guests coming in soon. We've had a little bit of a holiday stuff and i've had some work that i've had to do but um we're going to be doing that very soon and we're very excited so if you're still here god bless you for hanging out with us for this long my son wants to come in and say hello hello son <laughs> how are you the and better looking one of the bunch yeah it makes faces. <laughs> all right man you're live by the way people are seeing you right now for eternity okay, okay. all right well, thank you for for joining us. I don't know where he gets his silliness from. <laughs> yeah. um, so I want to thank everybody for tuning in. We'll see you all again next week, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. For George Batista, John Henry Soto, Ben, my son, and all of us here at Counterparts. Good night. And as always, peace.